Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 708. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about what is your plan? Because as you know, I've been talking about this deep, dark chasm that we're in. Now, the chasm is not just social distancing and self-isolation. The chasm really goes beyond that. The chasm really incorporates what is going on with business, what's going on in the economy, and the fact that we don't know when the economy is going to reopen again. We're still watching the virus and seeing how that is starting to flatten out. And there's still a lot of uncertainty in terms of layoffs and when businesses can reopen and how badly this shutdown has hurt them and when they can have some sort of visibility to the other side of the chasm. Because as I've told you, pretty much all of the financial analysts are going to ignore the second quarter to some degree. And by that, I mean that CEOs who have said, we can't give you any guidance, we can't give you an estimate of our earnings, well, they're going to give them a pass because that's not their fault and the economy was shut down. But they are going to ask them, well, what do you see happening? What's going on with your supply chain? What's going on with your customers? What's going on with your employees? What is your earliest anticipation of when you could get back to work, assuming the economy reopened? They're going to have all kinds of questions to ask. And these poor CEOs probably aren't going to have many answers. But if they have any kind of an answer, that's dramatically likely to move that company's stock just because any news, positive or negative, is going to be different than what we already know. So what I'm saying is we're entering into a period of darkness, no visibility, and a lot of volatility. Now, we have been experiencing a big rebound relief rally, and these relief rallies happen because of shorts covering and also because people feeling a little bit relieved and jumping in, hoping that the bottom is already behind us. I wish I could say that the bottom was behind us, and nobody knows for sure, but all I can say right now is there's only a 50-50 chance that we've already seen the bottom. In other words, there's a 50% chance we haven't seen the bottom and we will go down to lower lows. And I tend to be weighing that way more each day just because of what I'm seeing around me and some things that I'm going to share with you. And that is number one, we never really saw sentiment get super, super bearish like you do at a typical bottom. There was still a fair amount of bullishness around. So I haven't seen the real washout of the bulls that you would expect if there was a solid bottom in. 
Another reason I don't think the bottom is in is because of where we are in the chasm and as I was explaining that there is a lot of bad news to come out. There's going to be bad unemployment numbers which the press loves to focus on and compare it to the Great Depression and get you all worked up about how bad the unemployment numbers are. Well, I saw a survey last week that said 80% of the people that are unemployed say that they are temporarily unemployed, meaning they're likely in the travel industry or in the restaurant industry, and they were laid off so that they could collect unemployment. They fully expect to be able to go back to their employer and get their jobs back when they're reopened. But in the meantime, we're going to have some bankruptcies that were unexpected. We're not going to have any visibility of earnings, and we could have unexpected news of some failure, some bankruptcy, some supply chain problem. There's any number of negative new stories that could come out that could help to drive the market lower. There's not a lot of positive surprises that I would expect we would be having during this time, other than when the economy reopens and as the COVID-19 cases decline, of course, Those are big pieces of good news that we'll see, and we'll probably get big rallies when we get some more definiteness around those dates. But other than that, there's a lot of negativity to be focusing on, and I think we could get caught up in that, and that could help to drive the market lower. We also are very closely tracking the 2008 decline, and that decline went down 56%. And we only were down 36% intraday, 32% at the close of the market. And so it's my opinion that it's likely we will have more of a retraction closer to that 56% that we had in 2008, which means we have more downside coming. Now, if I've just gotten you completely depressed, I will say I think the second half is going to be much better, particularly as we get through summer and back into the fall and the fourth quarter. But there's major volatility that could happen. Big up days, big down days, and more downside than upside is what I'm seeing right now. The first trouble spot that I'm really looking for is the end of May to see what happens then. But I definitely think that some major volatility could be happening later in May. So what is your plan for all of this volatility? Most of the time I tell people just hold and ride through it. And that has been a tried and true strategy and it still is. If you have the stomach to ride through the dramatic ups and downs that are still yet to come. Because trying to time the market and trying to be out when it goes down and be in when it goes up is not that easy. Even the professionals can't do that. But I do think that there is an opportunity to perhaps raise some cash, maybe sell some individual stocks that haven't performed well, sell some things that are outside of our asset allocation model that haven't done well, and maybe raise 25% cash in your portfolio just to have some cash available should we see a good washout bottom, a strong indication of a stronger decline and the market bottom being in. Where we are right now is such a crazy time. I don't remember 
a market that is like this? Because I don't really think we can say a market has been like this. I mean, we had a government shutdown of our economy and we're in the middle of a pandemic. So this is completely different from the usual bear markets, which are normally economically driven. This was a health-driven crisis that is becoming an economically driven crisis, but yet we have all this massive stimulus that's been added. We have somewhere between six to $10 trillion that have been added into our economy. And while that's gonna take a little bit of time to show up, I think eventually it will get our economy into a rip-roaring bull market, probably by the fourth quarter of this year. But that doesn't mean we couldn't have major relief rallies during this time. I mean, there's so many things that could make the market go up 20% and so many things that could make the market go down 20%. So the volatility, the size of the moves is something that seems uncharacteristic of a lot of other market corrections that I've been through. And that makes this one tougher to navigate if you're trying to make some tactical moves. But nonetheless, one thing that has really concerned me is a lot of novice investors, I'm talking people that have never invested before, have been contacting me saying they suddenly think that this is a great time to invest. This is not the best time to invest. I don't believe we've seen the bottom yet. And to get in at this point and not have any investment plan or investment experience is really going to get people into a bad place quickly. So if you're brand new at investing, I recommend that you listen to my podcast about how to create your asset allocation, what you should be investing in. This is not the time to open up a Robinhood account and try and pick some stocks. This is not that time. So what should your plan be? Well, first of all, you should be having your asset allocation set. You should have some small caps, mid caps, large caps, international emerging markets, some real estate if you want, some bonds if you want. And our sector funds have been doing really well. I just did a podcast about how GDX is significantly outperforming the S&P 500. It's down only 1% year to date. I believe that's 12 percentage points better than the S&P 500, which is huge. So GDX is doing extremely well. And I continue to think that gold and silver will move higher. They are definitely breaking out and looking in a strong uptrend, significantly outperforming the stock market. And with that, as you know, there's a couple things going on where the paper contracts and the physical price are separating. The reality is separating from the fiction, and that's a good thing. And also because of the relief measures, the six to $10 trillion that have been created, this is an inflationary trend. And so people are looking to own gold and silver and real assets to hedge against the potential of inflation eventually. The size of this stimulus being $6 trillion to $10 trillion, again, with $1 trillion of if you stacked $100 bills on top of each other, that would be 69 miles high is $1 trillion. And we have six to $10 trillion moving through our economy. We also have more than that backstopping all of our bonds and the debt in the economy. This is massive, massive money. 
and that will eventually drive the stock market higher, but it's going to take time. So what I'm saying is, yes, I'm optimistic for the next three to five years. Yes, I'm optimistic for the second half of this year, but no, I'm not optimistic for the next three to four months. And we're going to have some strong ups and some strong downs, and it's going to be scary. So I want you to get mentally prepared for that. I want you to fasten your seatbelt and decide how you're going to deal with it. You either are going to raise some cash now on this bounce and take advantage of some buys at potentially lower prices, or you're going to sit tight and hold through the whole thing. The one thing that's not acceptable is to panic at the bottom and sell at the bottom. That is not the strategy. So that strategy, I want to have you decide here and now will never be your strategy. You are either going to hold through this whole thing or you're going to do some raising of cash now to do some buying later when the market potentially might be lower. Those would be your two best options. And so decide which one of those options you're going to do because this is the time to be working on that. This is not three weeks from now or a month from now to decide that. We're talking current in the moment. This is what's going on right now in the market. And so if you're doing a longer term strategy, then you want to be doing the asset allocation model that I talked about earlier. Okay, so I hope that helps and I hope that you have a long-term perspective that things are going to be good, but short-term, be prepared. This chasm is going to be rough and rocky and there's going to be a lot of rumors and bad news that is going to jerk this market around very violently. So just be ready. It's going to be happening, but we will get through it and there is a bright spot at the end of this. And in, and like I said, in the second half of this year, when the economy has been reopened and things start to get back to normal, we will have more visibility. And a lot of that relief money will have been working its way through the economy. Those two things together are going to make this take off like a rocket ship. So eventually, yes, we will get there. But I'm just concerned about this ride and getting you through this because we are going to have some days that are elevators up and we are going to have some days that are elevators down and it's going to be fast and it's going to be big moves. So just wanted to prepare you for that. That's where we're going. So hang in there. I'm here for you and we will get through this. This too shall pass. And if you are wanting to get up to speed quickly on your investments, your finances, making some improvements for financial freedom, look at my wealth mentoring library at lindapjones.com forward slash podcasts. All of my podcasts are there. They are not all on iTunes, but they are on my website. You can start at the beginning and binge listen and get yourself a full financial education for free. And if you're interested in learning more and being in my investing inner circle, the VIP experience, we do have special pricing where I extended the monthly payments to a lower price and have 0% interest. That's only through April 15th. So if that's something you're interested in, go to my website at lindapjones.com and check out what is the VIP experience right there on the homepage.
And if you're looking for a good book to read, catching up on your finances, getting your millionaire action plan put into place, take a look at You're Already a Wealtherist, Now Think and Act Like One, Six Practical Steps to Make It a Reality Now. That's my book that was rated one of the all-time best wealth books by Book Authority. And you can find it on Amazon and Amazon.com UK and any bookstore. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.